0: Everybody out there, what's going on? Welcome to Screen Speak, the podcast that's all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson, this is my podcast, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come by and give it a listen. So, welcome. Um, so, I got another guest. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to believe, but I, I did rope somebody else into the craziness that is this podcast. So, with me is an uh, old old friend old friend old colleague or old sport whatever i don't think people say that anymore but it is mr james bolander hello everyone thank you for having me james i am happy to have you here i'm happy to be here how do we know each other um we
1: worked together 11 years ago for about two years that
0: is a long time It is. Yeah. We won't say where. Yeah, we're not doing that. But we used to work together. We'll leave it at that. Yes.
1: I was his boss, by the way. You were. I was.
0: I did what you told me to do. You did.
1: Sometimes not very well, but you did it.
0: Tell me one of the things I didn't do well. I'd like to learn. Everything.
1: (laughs) You were just very
0: bad at your job. But yet
1: we kept you around. Because, well, you were awkward. Yeah. And we felt sorry for you. And we pitied you, and we wanted to help you grow as a man, and look
0: what you have become.
1: So we did our jobs. Am I a man? Eh, that's debatable, but uh, you've come a long ways.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: I, I will take that for,
0: for high <laughs> praise <laughs> coming from you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, really, sincerely, James, I'm not just saying this because we're on the air. as You know, it's like a radio show, but I do appreciate you being here.
1: And I appreciate you asking me. Thank you.
0: yeah, I mean, uh <clears throat> I will say it like just in, in all sincerity, I think James James has known about my we'll call it the creative side of myself, just kind of my passions for movies and 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 expressing myself in whatever medium I could find. And I think we, we were talking before I hit record on this, but I would dink around with stuff that's probably the best way I could say. But it never was taken all that seriously, if, you know, if I'm being for real. And I think he knew that. Uh, but James was very cool. He was, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, was like, uh, this is like super you and you should do this and, and keep doing it. So I'm, I'll, I'll not do a man cry, but your, your support is so valuable to me. Thank you. I don't
1: know what to say about that. I'm. Uh, I forgot. My dogs need to go to the vet. I will uh, be exiting now. No, I'm joking.
0: Cool. I'll just. I'll. I can imitate your voice and just edit. Edit around. Right. Okay. Perfect. Hang on. I'll do a James imitation. Say something. I'll do it. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I like the Broncos, and uh, huh, like.
1: All right. Let's not bring <laughs> sports into this.
0: Hey, sports are cool. They are a John Dunn Denver is that a guy? That was a singer. <laughs> oh yeah, he did the country road, <laughs> right? The take uh, me home. Now uh, John Elway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great player. Yeah.
1: Great guy. What what position did he play? QB. Oh, QB that? stands for quarterback. Oh. Would you look at Would look little, you look at that?
0: He has a little sports <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, unfortunately this is not a sports podcast, and if it was, I don't think it would last long because my knowledge is piss poor. Um, oh, I don't give yourself that much credit. That's
1: true. What What would you say? Um, what's less than piss poor? Um, non-existent? Pond scum? Uh, my three-year-old daughter probably knows more.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can believe that. Yeah. I buy into it. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> what
1: movie are we talking
0: about? Okay, so we're actually going to be talking about The Suicide Squad. Came out in what we think is August of 2021, uh, which kind of, I mean, we, we wanted to touch on this at some point, talking about like how this movie's release was just affected by the pandemic and the streaming and all that stuff, which will we'll get to that in a second. But let me first just say a bit about what the movie is in case somebody actually is unaware of it. So the Suicide Squad, the plot is, is that it follows supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, douchey Captain America, played by John Cena, and a collection of nutty cons at the Bell Rev. I I don't even know why they say the prison name. Do they even acknowledge that?
1: I don't think so, but
0: whatever. They join a super secret, super shady uh, force, Task Force X, I think I'm saying that right, and they get dropped off at some remote, enemy-infused island to uh, deal with the giant starfish. <laughs> uh, it's not saying that in the synopsis, but it should. Um, but it's a, it's a big ensemble, a big, uh, lot of big personalities in the movie. It's got Idris Elba, uh, Margot Robbie, I said John Cena. Uh, there's uh, Peter Capal, I think he's the guy that's the big thinker guy. Joel Kinnaman, he's uh, Ric Flair, I think, is that, is that the guy, you know? You know who I'm talking... Not Ric Flair. Ric is a wrestler guy. Yeah. Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, It's yeah. similar. I got you. Um, there's the polka dot man guy that played by David... Cash, blah, 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 blah. I can never pronounce his last name. And Viola Davis, I think, reprises her role from the original, original line, as well. Um, so, real quick, before we just talk about all the things that we want to dive into for the movie, I do want to just get the inevitable comparison out of the way with is is it better or is it not better than the 2016 version uh the one that had will smith and and some of the other people i mean because there are mo- people from that movie that carried over into this one including uh captain boomerang who's not in it for very long spoiler alert, he gets killed um <laughs> it is called the suicide squad for a reason um But let's talk about that, James. What did you think about the 2016 version and just your comparison with how it is now?
1: Uh, To be honest, I actually, if I was going to go back and watch one a second time, I would probably take the 2016 version. Uh, Why? I don't really care for the new one's costumes. That just drives me up the wall. Like Peacemaker... That helmet of his is just cheesy as all cheesy can be. <clears throat> the polka dot guy, I'll be a good concept. I like his superpower. The costume is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the javelin guy's name? Oh, yeah. The guys at the
0: beginning. Yeah, he's that... not in it very long. No, but yeah. that was just
1: <clears throat> horrible. Mm-hmm. And it really... Now, Bloodsport, I loved his outfit uh costume yeah,
0: i thought i liked his helmet
1: yeah i loved his helmet i loved uh harley quinn's outfit i loved the shark but just the cheesy outfits just threw me off
0: well i think uh i mean it's been a minute since i've seen the 2016 version but david Ayer, um he he wrote a uh, training day he directed the end of watch he's a he's known for being a very like gritty authentic director Mm -hmm. with a lot of his stuff he deals with a lot of like like crime and and things like that and so i there is obviously a definite distinction between the two directors visions i think james gunn is certainly more in like focus on the writing side of it with like very funny over the top sensibilities to it whereas the 2016 version i You know, it's still a superhero movie at its core, but you felt a bit more realism. Yeah. I mean, minus, like, the the third act when it gets to, like, basically, like, the Ghostbusters ending, where, like, they're fighting the big beam in the sky or whatever, but...
1: And I also thought the Runtime. Uh, The new Suicide Squad was 2 hours and 15 minutes-ish? Yeah, I think so. Which is pretty substantial for that style of movie. Mm-hmm. So you know there's going to be a lot of dead time filler in there, and yeah. where the original one was what an hour and a half, hour forty, and it was pretty much just guns ablazing the whole time. Yeah,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty uh, quick pace. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So if I had to choose which one I was going to watch a second time, I would probably choose the first one, mm-hmm. even though the story was crap, but I did really enjoy the uh, Deadpool esque. Of the second one, as far as the blood and guts and everything goes.
0: <clears throat> well, Even the the jokes, if you want to call it that, certainly more kind of in that Deadpool vein because it's very... I think the movie, I, I, The Suicide Squad is certainly more self-aware of a movie, I think, than the 2016 one is. Yes. Um, for better or worse, I. I mean, I have my thoughts on that. I guess if I'm comparing the two myself, I think just... As an overall film, I mean, I may not like all the, you know, per, some personal aspects uh, that I have to it because I, I don't know, like like Deadpool and things like that, like that humor can kind of get old for me quick. And so those aspects of it, I'm not always like super into it, but I think as a film, it's a bit better structured than the 2016 one, though, though with the 2016 one, I mean, it's not all bad. I mean, there's. I like Will Smith. It's kind of a bummer that he wasn't able to come back for, for this one. I actually thought Idris Elba was replacing him for a moment because I, I, I don't know, I thought it was a recast, but no, he is a different character because it's, he is a different character, right? Well, yeah.
1: uh, no, no, it's Bloodsport. So he's Bloodsport in the... When Will Smith was Bloodsport in the... Okay, Bloodsport. so it is a recast
0: then, yeah. just a blatant recast. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay mm-hmm. what do you think about Harley Quinn? Both movies. Uh, both, I mean... Which one did you like her better in? Because there was a difference in how she acted and yeah. the like, script and role and all that.
0: She's, uh... I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, because, like, I, she felt more menacing in the 2016 one to me. Or at least I felt, like, more like this person's a villain. Whereas, like, in the new one, I mean, it's fresh on my mind. She's, I don't know, like, almost lighter. In a way? I felt like she was a little
1: darker. Well, I feel the first one, she had more uh, free reign. She was more centered in the movie. Yeah. I thought her <clears throat> comedy in the first one was far superior than her comedy in the second one. Yeah, It felt like the second one, she was more of a side character and kind <clears> of <throat> pushed down the totem pole. So I didn't really... I don't know. didn't really care for her as much in the second one as the first one. I thought the first one, she shined, though.
0: Well, as far as the cast then goes, do you have... I mean, there's a lot of people in this movie, but who, if you had to pick a favorite, who's like, ah, like, I I like this person the best.
1: I thought Ezra did a really good job. Uh, I liked it. I liked Bloodsport. Idris Idris Elba? Yeah, I can never pronounce his name, so I just... Yeah. Uh,
0: Idris Elba. Okay. Him,
1: I thought was phenomenal. (laughs) I really enjoyed his uh, Bloodsport portrayal. I thought the uh, outfit of Bloodsport was amazing. Yep. Um, John Cena was good if you just take off that stupid helmet that helmet just completely ruined him
0: for me. Did you see that he's getting his own series? Yes. I yes. had no idea about that. Yes. It's like an 8 episode series yes. H- HBO. Yes. It was
1: announced literally like 2 3 days after the movie came out. I'm
0: picking up from sitting across from you that those yeses are not like woohoo
1: like I said I liked his character I liked his comedy I liked his acting that helmet though, just—it looks like a toilet bowl. It's just stupid. It just ruins it for me. I'm yeah. big into costumes. Yeah, I have to be. They have to be believable for me, and that just looks like a cheap, low budget. Well,
0: hang on, let me let me ask about that because I think it's. I want you to expand on the costume thing more because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a superhero movie, Mm -hmm. so costumes are, if anything, going to be more emphasized in movies like that, because they're heroes, it's part of their persona, etc., but I'm curious, just, I mean, even outside of superhero movies, like, are you, is your thoughts on costumes, like, does it apply only to a superhero movie, because you have to have some believability to it, or even in, like, a movie that's, like, I don't know, like, say it's based on a true story, are you still focused to costumes on that?
1: No, I mean for superhero movies, they just have to keep me involved. If something, I mean, you look at the, are we allowed to say Marvel universe? I think, you look I, at the, I think so. Okay, yeah. you look at Marvel and name me one bad superhero. All their outfits, all their costumes are well made, well designed. But you look at DC and it's like, that's kind of why DC movies suck, in my opinion. I mean, seriously, what do you think about John Cena's... What do you think about Peacemaker? Did you um, like
0: his outfit? Did you like that helmet? I mean, it, it looked ridiculous.
1: It was stupid. What's the yeah. point? I mean... Na- name me one Marvel character that has a stupid outfit like that.
0: The only one I could think of... Like, and, like, honestly, like, I, I have a bit of nostalgic goggles on for this, mm-hmm. I admit. But, like, Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man, he looks a bit silly. Like, it looks like he's wearing a big, like, freaking cone on his head. And, yeah. but, but like, I, I also, I'm nostalgic and like, Willem Dafoe's amazing as Green Goblin, so right. I, I don't care. Right. And I, I bought into the world that that movie built, so the costume never bothered me. But if I'm going to pick one, I guess that one. Okay, that wasn't the greatest
1: costume, but it didn't completely throw me out of the movie. Right. I mean, like, when I'm watching it, I want to be like the polka dot guy. Yeah, the polka dot guy, yeah. You know? Why? It was a cool concept. I liked when he shot the things, and I liked I liked everything about it. But mm-hmm. why does it have to be polka dots? Why does it? I mean, just a, I don't. I don't
0: know the history of the polka dot man. Neither do I. Um, I did actually do a, a bit of research before this, though, because I, I was just genuine, uh, genuinely curious. Uh, I think if I saw right, the Suicide Squad as a comic actually came. The first mention of it was like in like 1958, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I mean, someone can wow. fact-check me on this, but i that's what my quick little Google search showed me. The Suicide Squad goes back that far. Well, guess what? I have a computer in front of me. But let's, let's reconfirm this, and, and James, while I'm looking this up, uh, you can, I don't know, say something or make it weird.
1: Okay, I will make it weird then. <laughs> um, wow, put me on the spot like this. No, what'd you... I mean, uh... God, I'm trying to watch you and think at the same time. Uh, Help, me Help me out here. I'm I'm, I'm dying. Okay. Um, let's see. Suicide
0: Squad. Uh, wait, let's just put... Come
1: no, what are your thoughts on the costumes, though? I mean, are you okay with anything? Or do you like no. a little bit more big budget? More fitting? I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just... They I, looked cheesy. They looked low budget. They looked
0: out of place, to be honest. Uh okay. First, real quick to the costume thing, and then I'll I'll read what's on the screen there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> costumes. I totally hear what you're saying because like if it's a very strong aesthetic choice and like it's just very noticeable, it's I think a large. It really depends on the direction I think of the movie or the tone that the movie is establishing. Because depending on the tone, it could it could help or hurt it. I would say in the case of the Suicide Squad, there's probably some people that very much like what it's trying to do or like that it didn't look good. But I would probably more lean towards you that like even if the guy's supposed to be like an obnoxious moron or or whatever. I, I don't even know if he'd want to go around looking like that, but I. Do you think it, they, it, it didn't bother me? I would say it think didn't bother they me. they Tried
1: to make it look bad. I mean, do you think that was the direction? Because you look at Bloodsport, right. you look at his costume. It was amazing. Harley Quinn looked fine. I mean, she looked good. Right. But then you have Peacemaker. You, I mean, I, I keep reading And the po- and the polka dot the guy, the polka dot guy, the javelin guy—all these ones that were just cheesy. Hey,
0: at the very least, King Shark. Just wears shorts. Thankfully, there's not much of a costume. King Shark. He, was he's cool. he's a shark.
1: King, King Shark is cool. I like them.
0: Um, real quick, so the the I'm reading this on online now. Who knows if it's accurate? It's from Wikipedia, the first version of the Suicide Squad debuted. Accurate, well, probably it debuted in the Brave and the Bold issue number 25 in September of 1959. According to this, I don't know if that's true, but.
1: But then the second and modern version was created in january of 1987
0: it says debuted in legends number three and yeah and, and that seems like a long gap i mean i i'm sure somebody could probably do a lot more history on this but this one also says it started in 1959 and it gets cited a couple times so well wow, i didn't think suicide's um, reach that far back I, you know honestly like if i'm thinking about comic books there's so much history with them. And there are people that are absolute gurus. Like, they know their shit. And... I am not one of them. I'm not either. (laughs) Like, I, I enjoy some of the movies. And I... Even as a kid, like, I always find it interesting, actually. Like, as a kid, like, the people that are like, oh, yeah, like, I collected comics and, like, I read them and... I mean, I, I admit I think I read in issue of Spider Man, X Men, some of the big you know the big ones as a kid, but I never like got religiously into it and followed like the arcs and who the art the artwork, uh, who who the illustrators were and you know all right. that.
1: Neither did I. There was one comic I followed when I was a kid that I really wish they would make into a movie, like a really good do it right movie, which is Swamp Thing.
0: And well they have a show for that right I got
1: canceled after the first midway through the first season I heard it was good I heard everybody said it was funny I haven't I haven't seen it but but uh, <clears throat> yeah they uh, canceled it like eight episodes into season one what about swamp thing do you enjoy I just like his uh mystique his uh I think it'd be filmed in a really I mean just think it's swamp that'd be a cool atmosphere that'd be a cool uh, design sure um, he's just a uh, mysterious figure that you don't really see that much and you could either hmm. do them the good way or the bad way you got a lot of flexibility in which uh, route you want to go I, mean, I don't remember a lot because i was that was 30 some years ago when i was reading it 35 years ago well, I mean, okay you're, you're like
0: like 90 right yes
1: i am uh you're an old, just, uh, old man old no, herman actually i will be turning 80 and uh November. Thank you
0: very much. That's cool. You're still walking and getting around.
1: I am. I am. I'm still working, too.
0: To quote Dumb and Dumber, it's (laughs) like, uh, senior people, while dangerous and ineffective behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'm I'm misquoting, but you know the scene I'm talking about. I'm just kidding. You're not that old.
1: No, I'm not that old. But it was still quite a while ago. It was back in the early 80s when I was reading something. So I don't remember a lot about it. I've Mm -hmm. always been fascinated by him, though. Hmm. I've always wished that he's one of the superheroes that they would, uh, or I guess he'd be a villain. Yeah, they just, would turn into a big is he an fan. antihero. You... Yeah, yeah, I'd say antihero would be a hmm. good description of him.
0: We're gonna touch back on that, but okay. want to keep it rolling. Um, I do want to talk about James Gunn. I actually, actually, no, sorry. Before James Gunn, there is one cast member because he stands out. I gotta talk about King Shark. <laughs> I, I gotta talk about <laughs> King. So well, he did the voice. Yeah, he did. I have to. I, I would actually really be curious to see a behind the scenes for, whatever motion capture or anything because I, I don't think like he did performance capture with it, but I I think they just use his voice. But I'm just curious. They must have had someone on site to probably be in like a green or blue suit and be the shark. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think like that that would be so interesting. But I, I mean, how do you not like a big jumbo shark that walks around and eats people it's very cool
1: i i enjoyed his character i thought he his character was one of the better ones
0: i actually was surprised in particular for one scene it's early on in the movie like when they're first on the island and he eats somebody that he's not supposed to (laughs) and the one rat girl or whatever like kind of tries to befriend him but i actually like that because it wasn't like a if I'm drawing any comparison to it, it'd be like, you know, like a Groot thing, which is also from James Gunn, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's like a simple creature. He can only say limited things. But King Shark can obviously say more than just Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I thought that moment was actually nice because, like, it showed, like, that, you know, people perceive this big jumbo shark as a, you know, just bloodthirsty monster. And I, I don't know. I, I like that kind of just, like, simple moment of like her being like you know hey like this guy's not just a big dumb shark he's just you know he's maybe misunderstood a little bit and I kind of like some of that. It gave him a little
1: bit of humanity yeah no I appreciated yeah. it because otherwise it
0: like they could have just easily leaned into just like hey Stallone in the recording booth just do like you're a super slow Rocky right. and talk like and but I don't know they they gave it a little bit more character than I thought they would do Yeah, for for a frickin' shark.
1: I I totally agree.
0: Yeah, do you have a favorite moment with King Shark?
1: Um, god damn. Uh, no, I guess he doesn't really stick out that much to me. I mean, I did, I did, I do like him. Yes. I thought he did a good job, Mm -hmm. but as far as memorable moments, I mean, you spoiled the one that I could think of. Right. I know there was the one at the end where you thought he was dead and he ended up living. Uh, when he got crushed by the building, yeah, I don't know how that was possible, but apparently he's immortal. He's a shark. Yeah, but you got a <clears throat> power big building falling on top of you. I mean, I, I don't think a normal shark would survive that.
0: I did like the moment closer towards the third act when he has his, like, little moment of bliss where he's looking through the other little cute fishies in the aquarium. And, like, oh. and they're following him around. But then ah. it's like, but then when they get out, they start trying to eat his ass. <laughs> I
1: completely forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. See, that's the problem with the movie being almost two and a half hours long. You have all that dead space that it's your brain just goes, the what's yeah. going on? And you just, I don't know. I just zoned out.
0: I will say uh, outside of King Shark because I just uh, talking about the parts I did like about the movie and we'll keep going. But I did actually like uh, I thought it was very clever writing when they they're on the island and they kind of get to like this part where they see like all these people that because they're trying to rescue Rick Mm Flagg and they're like, we got to infiltrate it. We got to do it. And like. Peacemaker and, and Bloodsport—they just go in and waste everybody. Oh, and, and it's, it's very, very bla- bla- Yeah, and they found that the, <laughs> they're like, uh, "You just killed the people that they're were really on our side." Yeah. I thought that was that pretty was, smart.
1: That was a good twist. I did not see that coming. That was that was a different tw- take on it.
0: I I thought that was funny because it's like you've seen that in movies play out before where like there's like super spies or it's like a predator thing you know right. like Butch and all those people they go in and they're going to shoot up the militia and save the day and it's like no you just you just totally killed people that were going to help you. Mm-hmm. No that was
1: actually a very well uh, clever. very well done scene.
0: Um, now I want to talk about uh, just kind of more in depth on the movie a little bit. The movie is a hard R, you yes. know, it's, it's, I I guess I, I mean, well, is it a hard R? Would you consider yes. it? Cause it's pretty bloody. Oh, I mean, it's got it's violence.
1: Deadpool bloody.
0: Yes. And I'm just curious what you think about, you know, how much, uh, well, I'm trying to think, how do I say this? Just action without limits, I guess. Um, you know, does a movie like this need to be R-rated? Or could it have gotten away with being PG-13? Or what, what do you think about that?
1: I'm a big fan of Deadpool. I like the hard R. I like the uh, over-the-top blood and guts. Yeah. So that's the one area that I thought this movie was better than the original Suicide Squad. Because the original, was that a was that an R or was that a pg I think it was PG-13.
0: Okay. I don't think it... I'm, well, I'll double-check Maybe it was
1: R because of language, but it wasn't R because of violence and blood. So in this kind of movie, I thought it was appropriate. I, I appreciated the over-the-top blood and guts like that. I'm looking at the rating right now just to confirm.
0: <laughs> well, I just found the Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's not
1: kind. <laughs> uh, 3 point, 3.8 out of 5, ain't bad.
0: Well, there's a... Where, is it? where are you saying that at? Mm-hmm. Oh, right here, the audience... The audience yeah. rating—that's just like a Google thing. That's not bad. Uh, oh, I guess R- its it, it is R-rated for well, strong right. violence and gore. No, hang on, this is no—it's citing James Gunn's *The Suicide Squad*. For God's sakes, uh, okay. it says PG-13 now right here. For okay, this. okay, it's PG-13. It's yeah, it right see, here. Yeah,
1: for a super, I mean. Uh, it, I guess it depends on what superhero movie you're going for. If you were watching something like Ant-Man, who's a more peaceful yeah. superhero, PG-13's fine. You don't need it. But when you're watching something like Suicide Squad, uh, Deadpool, something that's a little bit more... You gotta have it. You have to. Yeah. How do you make the Suicide Squad a PG version?
0: I think it's all. it all honestly boils down to story for me. Because okay. if the story and just the world merits it, then it makes sense. Like I, I'm, I'll be very clear about this. I am not someone that ever gets like turned off by quote unquote, like gratuitous violence or over the top. Like, I don't care. I don't really get offended like that. There's some people that they, they may get turned off if they see too much blood or gore, you know, things like that. If it serves the story, cause that's ultimately what it falls back on to me. Like if it serves the story, And makes it better and it's going to enhance the audience's experience and it fits for what the story is trying to do then go crazy I don't care like you know chop off limbs chop off heads like do do anything and everything that you want to I do think for the for Suicide Squad even the 2016 one if you're dealing with a movie that is primarily focused on people that are quote-unquote villains or loosely anti-heroes these are not people that are good Therefore, I don't think you should wet blanket it or give it, you know, a, a tamer treatment. Like, if you're going to deal with a movie about, like, hard, you know, bad people, I That's need to see right. them do some hard crap. Yes. Like And anytime
1: I see a movie like that go drop down to, like, a PG or PG-13 rating, to mm-hmm. me that signals they are going for the money. They are going for yeah. the, the uh, wider audience. And they're dumbing it down for the kids, and it's like mm-hmm. we adults deserve better.
0: <laughs> well, no, but you bring up a, actually, you bring up a really good point with that because if you think about the subject of ratings and movies, um, I do think, and it's I don't know if it's broadly spoken about, but I think most of the time, I think you're right. No, th- look at the
1: horror, look at the horror franchise. Yeah, look at all the ones that have dropped down to PG thirteen mm-hmm. because. Kids under 17 can't get into R-rated movies. So they learn that's a huge demographic. So they can make millions more. But yet, true horror enthusiasts are like, okay, we hardly see any theatrical releases. Mm. Everything's straight to video, straight to Netflix. And you got all these good, really good premises that are like, PG-13, I don't want to watch it. You can't make a good horror movie PG-13. Very seldom. There are a couple exceptions, yeah. but for the most I would, part... I would
0: agree with you on that, though. If we're talking about horror movies, I would absolutely agree that R-rated, likely speaking, is going to be a better movie. Exactly.
1: I would say... And but, Suicide Squad's
0: no different, though. No.
1: How, I mean, tell me how you make
0: Suicide Squad PG. Uh, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you don't. <laughs> but I, the point I'm saying with you, though, bringing that up, is that I think you're absolutely right that it's, it's the money. I mean, most of the time, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that's probably like on like the MPAA, I think I'm saying that right, the movie ratings board, that would be like, this could potentially harm a, a youth, they could see blood sports, shoot someone and they're going to be scarred. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but like, this is how I see a pretentious person that can't handle blood in movies. And... I don't think it's mostly done for moral reasons, like you said. I think you are right in that people are like, if we do PG-13, oh, we probably get, like, 20% more profit because we can open up the the theaters. Like, we can get, like, this many more butts in the seats.
1: Oh, that's completely, totally what it is.
0: I don't don't think
1: there's any doubt about that.
0: And I'm not saying it's wrong always either because, I mean, I get it. At the end of the day, business is business, and even Hollywood's a business, you know? There's profit that has to be made, but I will say... And I can tell, I think you're probably thinking along the same lines. To hell with that, you need to service the story. Exactly. I mean, I don't care. Like, if it's going to make more money, like, whatever. And it's like, if it's going to serve the story, then you should do it properly. And if people are smart enough, which I always like to give, actually, audience members more credit than I think some filmmakers do. I like to trust in the audience. They're going to pick up that you're not trying to water something down. Like, they're, you're just trying to make it authentic to what the premise of the story is, and you're trying to serve the story.
1: And I think, not to change, this, or I guess this ain't change the subject, but I think A Quiet Place has shown you can make an R-rated movie very well and draw in a lot of money. Are those R-rated? Quiet Place? Yeah. Yeah. They are? I'm on, like, 95 I mean, I'm not, like,
0: hang on. I, I, I own uh, the first one. I'm gonna grab it here. Hang on. I
1: think you're right, but
0: yeah. Is it PG? Yeah, PG thirteen.
1: Okay, I guess I was okay. I was going that backwards. Mm. That is one of the few exceptions to the PG thirteen. You can make it good and scary, and yeah. they did it right.
0: Well, I'll say about a Quiet Place, and then we'll, we'll get back on Suicide Squad. Is first off, a Quiet Place is just a really good movie. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll put a plug in for that anytime I can. Um, it is only PG thirteen. Well, I think the movie works for it though because so much of that movie, it's built on the sound design. Right. Like, that movie, if you took out, like, the element of, like, oh, the creatures can't, like, you know, they track you by sound, that movie doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You know, like, that is the selling premise of the movie, because it's so unique, and you have to completely restructure how all the scenes play out, what characters do, blah, 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 blah. But, anywho, we're, we're not here to talk about A Quiet Place, though. No. I, should, I should talk about that, though. It's a good movie.
1: The second one was actually pretty decent,
0: too. I watched it recently. So did I. Yeah, I, uh... I didn't like it as much as the first one, but as a sequel, it it's good. it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Back to Suicide Squad.
0: Get a Quiet Place Part One and Two. It's out on 4K now and streaming. I'm not being paid by anybody to say that.
1: Back to Suicide Squad.
0: Are you sure? Okay. I
1: don't, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't either.
0: Anyhow, um, I want to talk about the starfish.
1: Horrible. Horrible.
0: He's bad. You, oh, you, you're I not a big fan it. of the big eye, the one eyeball starfish.
1: <laughs> it was stupid. It it went hand in hand with the stupid costumes. It was just.
0: He's too much. Too oh. too over the top.
1: Uh, I. It was horrible. It was arguably one of the worst ever. In yeah. I mean, it was just bad.
0: I okay. I'll say a couple things about the starfish. One. I was... I did think it was cool with the idea that, like, it, like, multiplies and, like, sticks itself on people's faces like a face hugger and, like, it kind of can, like, zombie people. Like, I thought I'm like, okay, like, that's... That's okay. Okay? You hear me out? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm like, that's okay. That's neat. You know? They don't really do much, though. I mean, like, even when they have the starfish on their face, they just kind of seem to stand there. They're not really a threat. I, I mean maybe they charge a person but they don't seem like they're going to really kill you they have a starfish on their face they can't do much they exactly. can't even see exactly. um <laughs> but I thought that was okay but I I think in my head anyway I'm like okay like this big starfish like even when it gets out from like it's underground base and it's like stomping around the city like Godzilla um I don't know I, I kind of was like I, I think I turned to that person that's like, the realest person watching a superhero movie where I thought, like, kind of more logistic... Or, realistically speaking, I was like, okay, in the real world, if there was a huge, massive starfish that was captured and, like, the government's trying to, you know, study it and whatever, like, to what end? Like, what is the purpose? Because I guess, like, that that was kind of one of the things I'm like, it's neat for, like, a visual, but I didn't really see, like why I, I, I didn't really get the why does that make sense Yeah like I, why this like why why the hell is this thing here?
1: I would like to know who was sitting when they were doing their little roundtable discussions talking about the beginning pre-development of the movie who thought of a starfish as the main villain they' everybody's sitting around okay, what do we want our main villain for? who raised their hand and said starfish and everybody else is like, That's genius. That's so... Really? I don't know.
0: I thought Starfish was absolutely horrible. Well, I'm looking this up on the spot. I just want to see if the Starfish is, like, some character, or if he was just made up for the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: I have no idea. Let's let's take a look. Starfish. Suicide Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad. But to me... Between the starfish and the costumes, they were just going for some... He's called
0: Starro, apparently.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: The story behind Starro the Conqueror. I I forgot they did call him the Conqueror, I think, at one point. He's a tentacled... Is he... I guess he's sure. Tentacled. He has, you know, arms. Uh, Let's see... To be Who's, blunt, okay. Starro, is Starro is a gigantic psychotic starfish from space who can shoot lasers from his tentacles. Well, guess what? He never did that in the movie.
1: Oh, he was in Justice League. Justice okay. League of America. He was in the comics.
0: So he is not somebody that they just created out of thin air. Alright, well. I mean, that's cool, I guess, but yeah. it's a starfish. I mean, look there. There's a Justice League with the freaking right, slave, well, the starfish slaves.
1: I probably just pissed off all your comic viewers for not knowing my facts. I mean, I'm coming into this just watching the movie. here no, here's the thing, though. Of the history, you don't
0: have to know the history. We're just talking about how you felt about the starfish.
1: I thought the starfish was horrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, if so, you don't if you don't like the starfish, it's okay not to like the starfish. Maybe it works
1: in the comics. Maybe if I had had been a comic book reader, maybe I would have enjoyed it. But even then, I don't know if I would because I didn't think it was well done. Mm.
0: Well, he doesn't... Well, I, no, I'm trying to think because I, I was trying to think out loud if if the villain talks to people. He talks through people. He remember, talks like through like, people. Yeah, but he doesn't really do anything. Right.
1: And I don't remember him <laughs> shooting lasers from his tentacles. He's, I
0: I mean, I watched the movie like two weeks ago. I don't think he does it. So... You know.
1: I don't know. I guess... If they would have taken the blood and guts and the hard R rating and put it into the original Suicide Squad with that kind of more mm. dirty gritty uh, underground sort of, yeah. set of vibe, I thought if they would have combined the two in that way, I well,
0: thought let me let me ask world. you this because just on the subject of giant monster villains, mm. because I mean you know if you're gonna compare it to something, I think at one point they actually joked they're like we got a freaking kaiju uh, you know up in this shit or yeah. whatever whatever they say. Yeah, I mean. I don't think like you're saying that like I don't like big monsters. I don't no. think I'm, I'm not getting that. No, but I do think that if you, I, I think any movie that you have a giant monster that doesn't really have any motivation other than that it's just a creature that wants to kill stuff and it just wants to be free. You, I think, can run the risk of having you know lack of a better word, a shallow villain. I mean, there's not much there. It's it's a big. Creature that just wants to destroy stuff. Exactly. And, and how he
1: destroys it is kind of...
0: Just stomps around.
1: I mean, really? That's how he destroys stuff?
0: I think if he was supposed to shoot lasers, he so, he should have done it. And Maybe. And he didn't
1: really... De- I mean, yeah, he destroyed this city, but I don't... Mm. What, 80% of the movie, 90% of the movie, he was locked up in the... Uh, yeah, it's the only t- like the very
0: end that he comes out.
1: And the, even then, it's like, okay, these are his big superpowers... He's literally just walking around like a dumb... Yeah. Big, dumb starfish. Big. Yeah. So, I don't I, know.
0: You know, I actually wonder, and you know, granted, I think the things like an extraterrestrial, he came from space. I think they, the the big brain guy, Peter Capaldi, uh, the thinker, I think that's who they call him. Mm-hmm. He has all the crap on his head. Yeah. Um, he came from space, but, like, I, I kind of wondered with, like... The big starfish, or sorry, Starro the Conqueror. I don't want to upset people. <laughs> Starro the Conqueror and even King Shark. I'm like, do they need water to like move around? I guess they don't. You know, because they're sea creatures, but they they can just walk around with, without water.
1: I mean, that's another point that I'm sure people were kind of getting...
0: I think it actually would have been really funny. And I'm and this is purely me just talking about like if I had made the movie, what I would have done. With King Shark, I think it would have been, like, a really funny element if they're, like, he has to, like, be in water sometimes because he's a shark. He's walking so around. he's, he's so, walking
1: around the city fighting. He'd be like, guys, yeah. I gotta go jump in the water. I'll be right yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, like, like the Suicide Squad would have to have, like, a hose ready just to just, like, spray him every once in a while. Like, I, stuff like that. I mean, that's just purely me talking. It would have been funny. But, I mean, that, who cares? I mean, it's, it's I mean, if they
1: were going for that off-the-wall comedy or kind of, like, uh... God, what's the other franchise? The what is it, Wayne Brothers? They did the uh, uh Scary Movie? The scary movie. Just those kind of it was supposed to be more comedy than horror and action, I guess. Sure. That's where it kind of felt to me as they were going for that route instead of a, a superhero movie. I thought they were going yeah. for more of the over the top comedy and <clears> just <throat> ridiculousness, but yet it had over the top blood.
0: Yes. I don't know. I don't not, not a whole lot of it worked for me. I didn't. I can say like, just as a movie, you know, I watched it one time. It was fine. Will you, you never ever watch for, it again? Uh, hmm, I feel like I would maybe like watch it like once again. Really? Like just to but see I, if I just you I just. Anything? Yeah, just purely out of, like, will I react differently from the second viewing, but I don't see it as a movie that I would revisit a lot, if I'm being perfectly honest. Would you revisit the first one? Or have you watched the first one more than once? I've seen the first one, I think, two, uh, no, three times, because I actually, I technically, not technically, I saw it twice in theaters, and I saw it once then outside of it, so I've seen it three times. Okay. And,
1: well, did you ever answer, which one did you like better, the 2016 or 2021?
2: Hmm...
0: Ooh. honestly i think i think the 2021 one really right. king shark i'm a loser like i like like a big dumb shark that eats people I, i'm like. not criticizing anybody <laughs> that liked the first one or the second one it's your opinion i mean and that's the glory of movies that's true you can like what you like and don't have to like what you don't i always tell people that with movies too because i always find it like it's always fascinating to me when you get, like, in a conversation with, like, a movie buff, like, you know, you. someone like myself oh, or yeah. other people, but, like, some people do have very strong opinions about movies, and if you don't agree with them, you know, they they lose their marbles. Exactly. And I've never... I don't... I really can say I'm proud. I, I don't think I've ever been the type that's, like, if you say that you don't like a movie I like, I don't go insane. It's so subjective. It's
1: extremely subjective. And Suicide Squad is a category of movie that, for me... Hmm. I want to shut my brain off and just enjoy the eye candy. Kind of like the Transformers franchise. I love Transformers because the story sucked, but the eye candy was great. And there's a reason
0: they hired Michael Bay
1: for that. The guy's a master of eye candy. So the story, to me, isn't as big as it is to you. I know you're a big story guy. For that that genre of movie, to me it's not. But the costumes and the way it's filmed and this, mm-hmm. the length
0: and the, I don't like fluff time. It's, I don't like dead air. It depends. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying about, like, the story thing. Everybody has, whether you want to admit it or not, like, everybody has, like, their biases to things they like. Even myself. Oh, yeah. You know, I have things I gravitate more probably towards than, uh, than other people do. But, like, I'd say, like, a good example where I can, like, shut my brain off is, like, a movie like The Raid. Because I can watch like that and just see a bunch of dudes doing insane martial arts and just kicking the shit out of each other, but the story's not really going to matter all that much to me. But it's fine for that that context. And I would say mostly for superhero movies, um, it kind of, it's kind of hit and miss. I've seen ones that I've liked, I think, before that have you know like really compelling stories. But then I've also seen ones that, eh, like story's crap but it's cool to look at mm-hmm. I mean it happens um I don't think it's necessarily right or wrong the other way it's just really if it again if it serves
1: uh, the purpose the purpose like, right. if it
0: serves the purpose that the filmmaker setting out to do and, and and there's an audience for it then then sure go ahead do
1: it and everybody is going into the movie with different <laughs> uh, objectives they want to get different things out of it yep. me I wanted to watch the suicide squad and be entertained were you entertained no I wasn't.
0: Damn Peacemaker.
1: Damn. <laughs> the same thing, it just threw me out. I mean, just as soon as I saw his helmet, I'm like, that looks like a giant
0: A toilet penis bowl. head. A penis head?
1: Or a toilet bowl head. It just looked yeah. out of place. It just, all right, I'm, I was pretty much done after that. It just ruined the whole movie. And then I hear star, you. Starro, Starfish, whatever his name was. Starro
0: the Conqueror, apparently. Once they announced
1: <laughs> the main villain is a freaking starfish, it's like, oh my uh-huh. god. But then again, it had really good action. It had really cool blood. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. It was sure. just too long and too... It's all good. Too whatever.
0: So let me ask, outside of Suicide Squad, because this is an ensemble movie, mm-hmm. this is a movie that's got a very large cast. There's a lot of players. There's not really a main character, except you could maybe argue Bloodsport is. Um, just... What are some ensemble movies you like? Like the ones you that you enjoyed, growing up. Growing up, sure. <laughs> Outsiders. And that's uh, the Matt Dillon movie, right? Patrick uh, Swayze, Francis Ford Coppola, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze. Yep. I know that. Yep, that's a good movie. That was a
1: phenomenal movie. Uh, Red Dawn. I mean, if you're talking growing, growing up, so I'm going yeah. back in the '80s and '90s. Red Dawn was another one. The yeah, remake was,
0: for that was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, the remake was, it was okay. It wasn't re- even remotely. I mean, it's mostly. got. I mean, how do
0: you beat Charlie Sheen and, and Patrick Swayze in a movie together? I exactly. Think. No. Uh,
1: Breakfast Club, to an extent, I guess you can. Yeah, it's an ensemble. That, uh, oh, yeah. hmm. Um. If you want to go newer? I mean, uh, obviously the Avengers. That's that was, as ensemble as it gets. I mean, how could you get any more than that? I haven't really been as big a fan as the Expendables. Uh, a lot of people are. I heard. I they just, just watched announced, Expendables two yesterday. I heard they just announced four. Or yeah.
0: Five. Fifty cent. Is he in it? And Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Okay, that's yeah. one of the And T- Tony Jaa actually though. Tony Jaa, I will say, perfectly fitting choice for that. Tony Jaa is a freaking badass. If you have never seen the uh, the Protector or any of the sequels, do yourself a favor and watch that. It's going to blow your br- your your brain. It's amazing. Sorry quick tony jaw plug because the guy is underrated as hell he's he's in this movie? he is yeah oh, i totally miss that yeah he is like he's like on like a donny yen level like he is freaking great he totally makes sense to be in that movie but megan fox <laughs> I, I don't know about that um have you, did you see the some pictures of her recently no i have not i know she's dating machine gun kelly the, Is she really? The rapper, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't really follow a lot of, like, the gossip, but I've seen it, because I follow entertainment industry and whatnot, and, yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
1: Alright, I don't really want to get into her topic, because, yeah. She's, she's just... Whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, look.
1: It looked like she's, uh... How do I say this? She has visited a few doctors? Yeah. a few procedures? and it looks very poorly done. That's too bad. And so it kind of takes away from her whatever. I mean, she was never a very good actress, so she I don't, can't say she I don't her. even
0: think she would admit that. No. I have heard though like I'm I'm I'll be honest, I'm not like some Megan Fox like fan like I mean I, I I got no issue I got no issue I'll be clear about that but I have heard that since like the Transformers and like you know Jennifer's body and, and, and stuff like that I, I've i heard she's gotten like better but she still has made a lot of like really like questionable kind of B movies lately but
1: I thought she went on this big rant after Transformers and Jennifer's yeah, she body yeah ha- she hates Michael Bay that I know she, she said she compared him to Hitler that she wanted to be more taken more seriously as an actress and that looked at as just eye candy
0: yeah and I then, remember
1: that if you look at the picture that they just released for expendables, I mean it's like is
0: an eye candy picture
1: uh, that kind of. but it's like okay, you're clearly have had work done. Mm-hmm. I mean, your lips are
0: you're you're doing something,
1: so how can we take you seriously as an actress when you're clearly trying to mix message keep, a little yeah, bit
0: but yeah, I mean, look, I'll say I mean, I didn't mean to get into the expendables too much but as far as ensembles go i mean expendables is, is definitely one of the more recent notable ones that people you know fast and furious <laughs> is a franchise fast and furious man <laughs> i i i i have not said explicitly but i can promise the the listening audience on this fast and furious is most definitely going to be making an appearance on this podcast probably more than once so you've been warned i think it's going to be entertaining uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I have some people that they're gonna come on here and talk about it with me on, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. So stay tuned. Um, okay. Ensembles. I want to say a few that I know off the top. You mentioned a couple good ones. The Outsiders, by the way, good good call on that because even for I mean, I'm I'm 30. That's a it's definitely a lot of people would be like, oh, that's an older movie, and it's Francis Ford Coppola, and I doubt a lot of younger people probably even care for that. I mean, real, but it's good. It's a good movie. How do you so. not like Pony Boy? Uh, Pony Boy Curtis. Does he say like, "What's the What's the quote with Pony Boy? Like, a, like, a Golden po- Stay Golden Pony Boy." Stay Golden Pony. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: just it's a finale.
0: I read the book in in high school too. Yeah, a great yeah. movie. No, I, I, you know, when I think of ensembles, um, there's a few that come to mind. I mean, James said a lot of the ones that I know of as well. I would say classic and remake, uh, Magnificent Seven. You know, that was. I actually like the remake for that, but even the original with Steve McQueen, I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's a classic. I, I would also say, ev- also just thinking of Steve McQueen, uh, The Great Escape in a way is kind of an ensemble movie because it's just a big prison break movie. It's an older one, but it's also good. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of this because it definitely doesn't have the prestige of the other ones, but I always think of the replacements with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. The and football one? The football one, man. I mean, who it's, else, a, it's an
1: who else was in that? Well, like, uh, S-
0: Orlando S- Jones is in it. Then, uh, Rye Sivins. Uh, he's guess, in it. Okay. And, uh, John Favreau's in it too, who also, yeah. he, he, you know, he's pretty big deal now. He's turned into an amazing director. He is. Um, and, uh, there's like the, you know, like, there's a lot of personalities in it because there's a, there's the big sumo guy. There is, uh, there's a, there's a lot of good characters. I guess when I movie. think
1: of ensembles, I'm thinking of oh, Lord of the Rings.
0: Oof. Sorry, um, I got to throw it in that's yeah. a that's a big ensemble movie. Yeah, I mean that's like that's like you know creme de la creme. It's like the prestige. Actually, the prestige well, is a I
1: good mean, movie. If you want to throw that in there? What about Pirates of the
0: Caribbean? It's a, it's an ensemble I mean, it's true. You know, I, I will say real quick on touching on that, I like the first Pirates. Second one, eh, it's passable. Third one, it's nonsense. And after that, they're just like let's just focus on Johnny Depp and being cuckoo and those movies really kind of derailed for me like they just really lost sight of what those mo- what made the movie good
1: I thoroughly enjoyed the first one and I do too I don't know when I stopped watching I don't think I've seen the last one actually I know I have not seen the last one and I don't know if I've seen because there's five right Hmm, God. Yeah, they're, they're, let, let me
0: try to ramble off what I know. So there's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Pirates of the Caribbean, At World End, that's three. Okay. And then there's Stranger Tides. And then there's...
1: Oh, God, there's another one. Didn't they? It wasn't the fifth one, the last one? They made, like, years after? I think
0: so, yeah. Just to
1: try to rekindle the magic, and it didn't do anything? So. I, I
0: do remember I saw it in theaters, and... I think I, they might as well have performed a Total Recall on me or something because I completely...
1: Don't remember it.
0: I just know that I went to the theater and I saw it, and then like a mind wipe happened because it was so forgettable. Right. And I was just like, I like, nope, I, I saw that, but whoop-de-doo.
1: Yeah, I got the same feeling as you. First one was amazing. Oh, Fast
0: and Furious, we talked about
1: that. Yeah, we talked about Fast and Furious.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, oh, cut no, you no, off you there. Um, let me ask, just on the subject of ensembles... I mean, I think there's a lot of things, obviously, that you could say, like, make it work or don't work, but the ones that you do like and and go back to, what about them works for you? The stories. I
1: mean, if you're going to have that many A-list celebrities or B-list or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call, depending on what movie it is, if you're going to have that many people in the movie, it's got to be written extremely well to where you're not leaving somebody out and everybody's getting their proper story time and character development. And Mm -hmm. so for big ensembles like that, it just has to be written. Story is probably most important for me personally.
0: Well, and like you said, like how they're written, because I think the challenge you find with any movie that has multiple characters is giving everybody a fair shot Mm -hmm. at like the spotlight, so to speak. I think you always run into that challenge where like there's other characters that are in the background where you're like, ah, like they should have been in there more, but they only focus on like the big three. Um, it's always a challenge, but to the Suicide Squad, I would say they did a good job.
1: Okay, well, here's a good point, then. That's why you can credit Marvel for doing such a good job is because all yeah. their characters had the individual movies to develop the character development, yeah. and then when they did Endgame, Avengers... You didn't, not, you didn't care how much screen time everybody had because yeah. their stories have already been developed. Whereas DC, here's Suicides. Okay, well, why don't we do a Bloodsport mm-hmm. movie first? Why don't we do a Harley Quinn movie first to develop those characters? And they didn't do it.
0: Yeah, well, I can say Marvel, you know, 2008, Iron Man, first one, Game Changer, you oh. know. I mean, it set the groundwork for what was to come for superhero movies, not just for Marvel, but just... Like, I mean, it got into like what is it like the zeitgeist? You know, like like the whole pop culture. Like it infected everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. But
1: you can clearly see Marvel mm-hmm. has done a thousand times better job. Oh, absolutely. Than
0: DC. DC still struggles. Well,
1: DC is still struggling. A because me personally, I think a lot of their uh, costumes are shit. I mean, right? They're just shit, and they're trying to do the ensemble movie first because didn't Justice League kind of what oh, it,
0: well it bombed
1: and it bombed yeah even though we know the backstories of Superman and Bat, but yeah I think they should have done the individual movies to set yeah. up the universe well
0: I think here, here's what I would say my thoughts are on that is like Marvel Iron Man kicks off You know, you get Incredible Hulk, Thor, there's all these movies, Captain America. It eventually becomes, you know, the team movies with the Avengers and the universe, the MCU, is born, right? That's a concept in and of itself that did not exist really prior, having a a multi-film universe where everything's connected and blah, blah, blah. Marvel, I will give them credit where credit's due. I mean, like, they set the pace and they set the example. And I think DC... While, you know, Dark Knight Trilogy been effective, you know, there, there's there been other DC, like, solo movies and whatnot that have been good. But I think anybody with a brain cell would be like, okay, Marvel continues to crush. They're making, yeah. like, piles and piles of money. Obviously, they have a formula. They have They have worked out a formula that works. We should try to do that. But the problem with DC was, is I think, just from my outsider's perspective, they got so in the mindset of trying to compete with Marvel, they're like, well, we gotta, you know, we gotta do something like them. Like, I think I think they were in the headspace when, like, Justice League came out and stuff. Like, they rushed those things into the production. They tried to compete with Marvel doing what they were doing because even when, like, that came out in 2017, they were arguably at, like, the height of, like, Marvel's power, you right. know, if you want to call it that. I mean, Endgame and Infinity War hadn't come out yet, but it was close. And I guess what I'm saying is that DC, I think they they struggled for a while to figure out what they wanted and what they wanted to do for a while. For still, so
1: okay, I was gonna say. Well, so what yeah. I would, well, yeah,
0: hang on. So my my full thought on that is that they still struggle to an extent, but I think where they're at now is that I think they understand that there's. They, they can lean into, like, doing more, like, solo projects than expanded universe stuff, even though they, I guess they have it with, like, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but it's, like, barely intact if you're looking at, you know, Marvel stuff. But I feel like if DC, I hope this has made sense, by the way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: if DC, I think where they can do it right is that DC ultimately has better villains than Marvel. They do. I think you could look at a lot of them. There's some really good source material there for villains, and I think where DC can be different from Marvel is that they could focus on just doing... Hang on, Jane. You're, you're... I, I, I hope say,
1: you're going where I want you to go with this. I'm praying to God. I need going. you to
0: say, you just do it. Fill in the gap. What, what do you think I'm going? You're talking
1: dark, dirt, gritty. Yes. Just, you're talking the... Oh, man, I would absolutely go bonkers over that. I
0: mean, literally, the example for it is Joker. I mean, shit, the thing was up for Best Picture. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for it. It was up for, like, I think, eight Academy Awards. And that was a super dark and completely separate... It wasn't trying to be part of a universe. Right. DC should just do that. At least until they could figure out if they want to try to do an expanding universe. I think they can, but I think, unfortunately... Between like B V S and like some of the other ones they tried to do, it never really quite hit like Marvel did, but yet they have that great source material for dark, messed up stuff. And mm-hmm. there is an audience for that.
1: Yes, there is. So that's because, that's where I, that's what I would say. I mean, do the exact opposite of what Marvel's doing. Marvel's concentrating on their superheroes and being that, you do have a great source material for your villains. Go the dark, dirty, underground, just go that route. Yeah, oh, it'd be so done, so well done.
0: Well, I think there's, there's other ones coming, right? Is there other dark messed up stuff coming from DC? I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't really
1: followed it, to be totally honest with you. I mean, hmm, DC's kind of lost it for me. I wish they would do a swamp thing. I think that would be a really cool
0: swamp thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he'd be a very cool uh, anti-villain, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. Uh, what's another one? Poison Ivy. I just think of Uma Thurman <laughs> yeah, from but, I mean, from, she, from she, Batman she, Robin. Robin. I mean, she could have a really good... I mean, I mean she could,
0: really probably could. Yeah. So Even Joel Schumacher's over-the-top stuff in that movie. I'm like, yeah, there's a cool character there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a cool character.
0: So, let me ask. I'm going to segue into another subject. Dark humor. Because, you know, you touched on, like, Deadpool and, you know, Suicide Squad's got some messed up blood. Mm-hmm. I feel like you like dark humor, James. I love dark humor. Yes,
1: you do. I do. Yeah,
0: well, I think that's actually one of the things, like, early on, I was like, ah, like, this guy understands twisted humor a little bit. I do like twisted humor. What do you think is the appeal
1: with dark humor? It's not going with the grain. It's not. I think a lot of it is just because of all the PG-13 dumbed-down movies to get made to bring in the kids and the teenagers. That Deadpool was the first one to kind of go for the adult kind of say, yeah, you know what, it we're going for that demographic, yeah. and there's a lot of us that grew up that are my age that just kind of find that funny. I mean, yeah,
0: I think so. To suicide, well, uh, let's talk about you know Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Did you like some of the dark humor I elements did. in that? I did. Yeah,
1: they had some good moments. Had some that fell flat, but sure. For the most part, I would say seventy-five percent of them hit
0: for me. Yeah, I I think I don't know when I when I think about dark humor, um, like like you, I like it, and I think kind of for similar reasons, it's like you know it goes against the grain. It's not really like PC. It's it feels more free. You know, there's less rules and restrictions on it. It it can also sometimes be like one of those um, sad because it's true things. Because sometimes I think dark humor, the reason it works is because you're like, oh man, like that's kind of relatable. You know, I. I could probably give some examples if I if I had some off the top, but I but I don't right now. But yeah, I can say I don't know, there's always been a part of myself that I've I've watched certain movies and when they make kind of a messed up joke, I'm like, huh, like (laughs) Like, that's that's pretty funny. On on some level, it's I like it. But you come
1: across to me as more of the guy that likes it in smaller sample sizes and doesn't want to see an entire Uh, movie.
0: It it's really it really depends, but I would say sure. You know, I'm not gonna like say no. I like it when it's when it makes sense, mm-hmm. I can say like a Deadpool movie because I'm just going back to that because it's just a very obvious example right. of a lot of dark humor. That movie more to me is just it's it's like do I love or not really enjoy Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds gets paid to play himself <laughs> in several movies and yes. some people, obviously a lot of people, are totally go with that because the guy's got wit charm personality etc but he's the same to me and so his dark like the dark humor stuff i think in deadpool is fine but ryan reynolds to me kind of detracts from the like i'm more focused on like just you know ryan reynolds is being him you know okay
1: well give me another do you have another example like for dark for dark humor
0: um yeah i think that probably the one that comes to mind is american psycho oh now some people may not interpret it as that but i think american psycho is hilarious (laughs) <laughs> like, there, there is some weird... There wow. is some... Like, I mean, the, the scene I always... You're, th- you're talking to
1: Christian Bale. Christian Bale one. Okay.
0: Well, because I think of the scene, because I think sometimes it's, it's intentional. I, at least I think it is a little bit, because, like, I laugh my butt off when they get to the scene in the boardroom where, like, they're comparing the business cards, and Christian Bale almost has a nervous breakdown looking at the beautiful one. He's like, oh my god, it even has a watermark. <gasps> <gasps> like, I'm like, it's so ridiculous, and... Freaking creepy and weird, but I laugh at it. So I don't know. There's dark humor in that I like. Okay. I'll think of another example. But what's well, another have, one you I think? have
1: not seen that movie in so long. Uh, to... it's an older one. No, I know. It was... Pre-Batman. Yeah. I'll um, well, have to uh, go back and check that because I don't remember that having humor. I mean, I mean in I my twisted it, brain. I remember it being <laughs> dark. I remember it being good, but I don't.
0: What's another? What's other dark humor movies? I'm thinking. Um, Off the top. Um... Okay, this isn't I would not say it's central on it, but like even on like Lethal Weapon, Riggs, the character of Riggs, Mel Mel Gibson, he he's kind of cynical and messed up. Like he he laughs at stuff that's probably not really that funny. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like dark humor, I'm just trying to think of like dark I don't know, movies. would you call
1: would you consider like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead? I mean that's
0: got some oh, yeah. twisted humor in it. Army of, Darkness, by Army of way. Darkness. I'm just I I'm if I'm talking about Evil Dead in that universe, Army of Darkness, it's a favorite. Yeah. I watched that thing so many times growing up
1: and then you got Dale and Tucker versus Evil that's such a good movie That's
0: yeah. a phenomenal movie hilarious that's like, a good, that's a, actually a very good example of dark humor like done correctly oh, that was so and it well makes done. fun of all this the 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 tropes of like yes. dumb teenagers in the woods getting yes. killed it's uh Phenomenal movie. It was
1: great. It's so sad that it didn't get the uh, recognition. I mean, it has hey, a Hey, we're talking about it on here. It now ha-
0: people will look into it and be like, what is this movie? It
1: has a very strong cult following and everybody that's watched it has just fell in love with it. If you like that
0: genre of movies. Well, if they made a sequel to it, would you see it? Hell, in a second. Yeah. In a second. Alan Tudyk, which is the ginger-haired uh, fellow in that, yeah. massively underappreciated oh. as an actor. Yes. Incredible. And then the other guy, I also, I'm going to, I'm sorry, dude, I guess I'm dropping your name. I don't know your name, but I've seen him in other movies Uh, and I I like him Yeah, and also think he should be appreciated. So heavier set guy in the movie. Totally drawn a blank on his name too. I should have. If you're listening to this, we appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So... I'm trying to think. Gosh, we, we, we've we been talking for a decent amount. I want to do one more thing, and then I think we're going to start to wind this down. Um, so this could turn into a long conversation if we're not careful, but if we're looking at big-budget movies like Suicide Squad, comic book movies, etc I know before we hit record on this, you were talking about HBO Max and... Releasing a big movie like Suicide Squad, and you know, you talk about like the Black Widow situation with the lawsuit and all all that stuff. I'm just curious when it comes to big movies like a Suicide Squad. Um, I don't know what you know. How do you how are you seeing the future of uh, of releases for movies? I mean, do you think these big tentpole movies can can work um, doing this like streaming and theatrical window at the same time?
1: Well. If you look at it from a financial standpoint, it's better for Disney to release everything on Disney+. Plus, Because you know how much movie theaters get of the cut? They take like 40-50%. Mm-hmm. So, you look at Black Widow, what was the numbers? Black Widow did 80 million theatrical and 60-something million Disney+. Plus. So they say. So they say. Right. Yeah. That's what they're reporting. The
0: streaming thing's weird because like, I, I, I always have doubt over what they report. Because I don't know what they're basing the metrics off of. Box office is simple. It's ticket sales. Right. But, I mean, the
1: streaming, it's $30 a household.
0: Yeah. Is that what they're doing now? Like, I wasn't sure if that was a Disney Plus thing. No. It's
1: it's a Disney Plus premiere. Okay. HBO is free. HBO, if you have the... If you uh, pay for the subscription, you you just get it. Disney Plus, they're doing for, like, Cruella, uh, Black Widow. There's been, like, four or five, the
0: Mulan movie. There was a Pixar movie, that one, Luca. Yeah. The one that's, like, in Italy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, You pay the $30, you own it. Or you wait the 90 days, and it comes out for free.
0: Well, let me ask for the Suicide Squad. Did you watch it on HBO, or did you go to the theater? No, I watched it on HBO.
1: Actually, the only reason I got HBO is because of once they announced all these movies coming out Mm -hmm. that sold it for me Dune, Suicide Squad Wonder Woman uh, what was the one at the beginning of the year in like April or May April or May there was a big one Uh, before Suicide Squad Before uh, I just watched the uh, Reminiscus the Hugh Jackman movie I heard that was bad I actually liked it I haven't seen it I actually thought it wasn't bad Uh, I watched the Angelina Jolie movie a couple months ago on HBO, uh, where she was a fire ranger.
0: Yeah, Those Who Wish Me Dead.
1: Those Who Wish Me Dead was actually pretty good. And then, what was the big one in, like, April? Oh Uh, my god. The superhero movie? Or, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know why. It was like the second movie after Wonder Woman. The second big, would have been Mm -hmm. blockbuster in the theater, but... I'm drawing a to total blank. I don't know. Anyways, that's the reason why I got HBO. The only reason I got HBO is because of the movie releases.
0: Do you still go to the movie theater? No.
1: Why? Mm. Well, I know you You go for the experience. Yeah. Me, I mean, I, it's,
0: it's a combination of things. Yeah. Okay,
1: but you're single for now. Engaged, I, uh, but single. I am,
0: yeah, I, I, li- I live alone with a cat. I'm married with three kids. It's true. Now,
1: if I want to go see Luca... Or no, it wasn't Luca. Luca was free. It was Ray and the Last Dragon. Mm, okay,
0: yeah. So we bought I heard, that. I heard that was good. It was phenomenal. Yeah, my brother uh, Jared liked that. Yeah. So
1: we go to the movie theater with the three kids and the wife. We're paying, what, $45, $50 for the tickets? Yep. And then we're paying how much for Popcorn and Pops? So, I mean, let's just be whatever, and say $75 to take the whole family. Well,
0: not to mention you also have the the ordeal. Maybe that's a heavy word, but you have to cart them around. Exactly. You, know, you have to drive there and get there. You, get them you know, loaded in the vehicle, yeah. blah,
1: blah, blah. Get there, blah, blah, blah. Get them seated. Make sure that they're being quiet and respectful to everybody else. What do you
0: do if your kids aren't doing that?
1: I backhand them. No, I'm totally joking. I backhand just, hand the hell out of them, I just, <laughs> just
0: hit them. Just sit there and whisper <laughs> and shut
2: <laughs> up, shut up.
0: I I just I, I first off I just because in this day and age anything can be misinterpreted. I do not condone hitting children. Neither do at I. All. I do
1: not hit any of my children. <laughs> I never have hit, laid a hand on any of my children. I've never
0: spanked them. I've never done anything. That was just trying to be funny. Well, I just I I I, I want to go back to what you were saying, but I will say, thankfully, my mother always was very good about being like basically, if you can't behave in the movie theater, you don't get to go. Okay. I know. um, the very first movie theater experience I can actually remember, though I wasn't like you know told to, like be quiet or anything like that. I saw the Lion King, and I just remember I like got sick or something and I puked in a popcorn bag and then <laughs> and then I left. But anyways, let's 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 go back to what you were talking about. But
1: yeah, you figure a family of five on average, yeah. seventy five bucks, probably too high, but whatever, maybe too low. Mm-hmm. Or you could sit at the comforts of your house, rent it for thirty dollars. I get the argument. I mean, I, I, ha- I, to- I
0: totally get the justification for that. And how many
1: movies have you gone to see? Like, didn't me and you go see the Star Wars, and there was the guy in front of us that was laughing at everything?
0: Absolutely everything. Was it The Force Awakens, probably, right? Yeah, I don't think was- we saw The Last Jedi together. No, I, think- I, I
1: saw The Last Jedi with another, uh, another buddy of mine. Okay, no, I think it was The Force Awakens, because we went to see Star Wars
0: together. It was The Force Awakens. I'm and there was about that now.
1: guy in front of us to the corner <laughs> that just was laughing at Everything. <laughs> regardless if it was meant to be funny the or the overreactor. Yes, and it's yeah. like every time I go to a movie, I have one of those. Mm-hmm. Or I take my oldest daughter to a movie. Like uh we went to see The Adams Family a couple years ago when that came out. Uh-huh. And you got the kids that won't behave and just mm-hmm. ruining the experience. So to Yeah. Me, I don't know. I
0: would much rather sit in my house, not have to worry about it and rent it. I will say because this this is beyond Suicide Squad. We're just kind of talking about the theatrical experience, if you will, or the industry where, in a whole. The I industry in a whole, where like where it's evolving. I'll, I'll say for myself. I mean, I am an absolute. Uh, if I could go as far as saying a devout person for the movie theater experience, I still very much cherish the movie theater. Like I I love when I go and you know the lights go down and I got a big bowl of overpriced popcorn and and all that I. There is a lot that I can say that, that still works for it and I think still continuously will work, especially if you're, I don't know, just very adamant or supportive of a movie. It is fun to be in a, a theater when you have kind of almost like a sporting event. I'm not saying it's the same, but it's like you're around people that have a, a, a similar strong passion, likely, if it's a big movie, mm-hmm. to go see something. So you're all going to share the experience together and it's and, and you're also not distracted by phones and, you know, bullcrap and people like that. Uh, but... I will say the family argument, it definitely makes sense. And I also think that we're in the day and age now with so many streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, uh, HBO, Disney plus, Plus. and, and so many of these places are making their own original content. And now we are so oversaturated with like just content galore. I mean, there is so much great stuff being that that's being churned out now. And I think that if you're talking about like your wallet, like just your money, yeah, I mean, it's, and then, it's incredibly expensive to go to the movie a lot unless you go on like $5 Tuesday or something.
1: Yeah, and with COVID yeah, and everything is, yeah. being pushed back, there's going to be, once the flood mm. walls come down, there's going to be a flood of new content coming. because yeah. everything. It's got, like if you think it's bad now, like, just wait. Oh man, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, but no, I agree. There is a certain there's a certain type of movie that I would go see by myself or with yeah. a buddy like you or somebody. Sure. As far as family movies, no, I will totally take the Disney Plus yeah. route every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But I do agree that there is nothing like movie. The lights going down, the screen going black, get going to light.
0: I mean and the surround sound and all that that's well, you can't beat because i i think one of my biggest hang-ups with like watching any movie honestly at home is i i admit i can be probably like a theater nazi or something like this i cannot stand when i'm at home and i'm watching a movie with a group of people and they insist on pausing it all oh, the time I hate that. I, I, it yeah. totally breaks the pace of the movie yes. or my my personal favorite gripe is the ones where it's like, oh, like you have like seven buddies watching a movie and they're like, Can you just put the subtitles on? I'm like, why? Well like that yeah, way we can like talk and like just kinda do whatever. Oh. I can just read it. Bullshit, we're not doing Sit that. Sit down <laughs> shut up and
1: enjoy the movie. Yeah. Yeah I'm the same
0: way. So I would just I would just say like kinda the to, to wrap it up for this, like I think COVID certainly escalated the situation that theaters and, and exhibitionists as a as an industry, the entertainment industry, is in right now with streaming and, and the theatrical experience. Like, it was already coming, like, pre-pandemic. Like, streaming was, you know, Netflix was yeah. existing before. Pandemic escalated it, for sure, because even I admit, for myself, I was not comfortable going to the movie theater for a while. I'm fine now. I go to the movies still now. Uh, but... I don't know. I think it's hard to say where the future of it's going. I would still like for like a movie like suicide squad or any of these big movies, I'd like them to be seen on the big screen if they can be. I just think the streaming services and the theatrical terms maybe just need to be worked out a bit differently because right now it's, it's unbalanced, I think in how the the profits generated for the movie. And then it's, I don't know. There, there is an imbalance I think to the situation.
1: There is. Um, Do you think movie theaters are going to be around in five years? Because it seems like um, they're all claiming financial hardship. Uh, I I mean, Cinemark almost like did like bankruptcy was it Cinemark? I think it was Cinemark. And then like Disney Plus is reaping the rewards from putting them on their service because they get more of the profits. I don't
0: like they get a bigger
1: chunk. I think they get all they get all the pie. Look,
0: not to sound like I'm anti-establishment, James, but the mouse owns a lot. Do I want to support the mouse? Not really. Always. I kind of think they're like. I'm not saying they're a big evil corporation. I'm sure that there's some probably very decent, talented people that work at Disney. Yeah. But it's the mouse. They own. Well, a, they own a lot. You
1: don't think? Uh, is it Warner Brothers that Warner did the HBO Max?
0: Well, they they were one of the first studios, I, I mean, I don't know if other studios have followed, but they were definitely the first that did the exclusive HBO streaming window for a year. So it's supposed to end this year, but right. I mean, who... Well, I, well a couple I mean, of the movies
1: are now getting theatrical, and HBO Max, same day, where yeah. it was Dune is. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see
0: Dune. And so do I. Yeah.
1: But uh, you don't think some of these companies are going to be like, we'll just release it on HBO Max for an additional 20 bucks? They could and just completely cut out the movie theaters
0: I mean, entirely. I mean, I really hope I I hope not. Like I I don't if I could if I could like put a metaphor to anything like this, I don't want movie theaters to become like a CD or DVD where it's like considered obsolete technology. But at the same time, I mean, like I I, I don't know where the future's heading for. I I think okay, this is the last thing I'll say on this. I do think that Film has such rich history, and there are people that are devout into the theater experience. Now, granted, I think that number is going to probably shrink over time, especially as technology develops and you know whatnot. But I do think that theaters will survive. Do I think they're ever going to be the same as they were pre-pandemic? No, I, I don't think so. I think the business model has to change. I think, likely speaking, theaters will stay open only to really support big, big, big movies. I think any other movie that basically has a budget of like I don't know like 80 million or less I'm just throwing out numbers, they likely won't probably get played at the theater because it costs more money to put them out there than to just put them on a streaming service. So, I don't know. I think there's enough people out there that are avid theater supporters that will do their best to keep it alive but will ever have the strong you know, audiences that it did before. I, I don't think so. I mean, and that and that does make me sad on a personal level, but at the same time, I mean, you know, life changes. I don't know.
1: Yeah, COVID has definitely uh, altered the uh, landscape. And I'm still a old school. When I go out and buy music, I still buy the CDs, which are virtually impossible to find now. I mean, Best Buy doesn't even carry CDs. half anymore. price books is good. Are they? Yeah. I mean, they're not impossible. You can still find them, but you have to look harder than you did before when i go a movie route i still buy movies i don't do digital anymore i don't do digital period i still buy the hard copy yeah video games i'm still buying the hard copy instead of the digital if at all possible
0: well the video game thing is interesting because like i'm trying to think how do i say this now movies if i go to resell a movie now Granted, if it's, like, a really nice 4K or collector's edition, I might get okay money. Mm-hmm. I'll just say okay. It's not even right. going to be good, but it's okay. Right. Video games, on the other hand, though, it's really strange to me because you could just get them all digitally, and it's easy to get, like, a big terabyte hard drive or something like that. But I don't know. If I, like, the thing is, if I spend $60 on a game and, I don't know, it ends up, like, I end up hating it after, like, three days... If I have a digital copy, I guess I'm, I'm screwed. I'm right. hosed. I can't do anything with it. At least with the physical, I have some hope of trying to recoup my loss a little some bit. Some of it.
1: And when you beat the game, yeah. what are you doing with the digital? It's going to sit there and take up inventory space. Exactly. Whereas if you have a physical, I mean, granted, you're not going to get back what you paid. You're not going to get back half of what you paid. But getting back anything is better than nothing. So mm-hmm. when I get a game, if it's available on dig- or disc I will get the disc every time so that way I can recoup some money when I'm done with it now let me ask yes the suicide squad
0: yes are you gonna buy the no. physical copy of it no, <laughs> it doesn't no like I'm good. a lot yeah. more
1: I'm a lot more selective because like yeah. you said earlier with all these streaming services with all this mm-hmm. new content I don't have a lot of time yes between that and family and work and everything else to go back and watch movies a second or third time mm-hmm. so i mean quiet place 2 i bought on uh, 4k just because that was coming out on paramount only streaming
0: yeah yeah they, and they, i they... don't
1: want another streaming service mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna buy that because i really want to watch it and that's
0: the only i think that's the only movie i bought in this year i've uh well, I'm trying to think. How many movies do I admit to buying? Isola would probably not be pleased if I told her. I'm just kidding, Isola. I don't overspend on movies. I know you listen to this. He's lying. I hope you realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Credit card's are maxed out. There's there's so many so many movies.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting in his uh, little office, and there are boxes and boxes and boxes stacked on top of each other. With so many movies that haven't even been uh, opened up,
0: they're still shrink wrapped. See, here's the thing when you are listening to a purely audio experience like this, there's nothing that validates the truth. <laughs> I am totally joking. Okay, yeah. go ahead with your story. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I admit I got a bit sidetracked thinking about the, your uh, fiance. I, no, 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 not the fiance. I mean, like, she's great, I love her, but you got me excited thinking about all the movies I could own. I, I like thinking about the big, the big stack of movies that I don't have. Let, let's get it. Let's get that happening. That'd be cool. It's your money. Yeah, I don't even know how much I spent. <laughs> but um, now I will say that this is the very, very last thing I promise is, for like in regards to like physical media, uh, for like the Suicide Squad, since I'm trying to you know just tie it back to that, um, I'm probably not going to buy this movie, like. I enjoyed it for a one-time watch. I would maybe revisit it if I was, like, with a bunch of friends and they're like, ah, let's watch it. I'd be like, okay, sure. But I don't think it's one I really need to own. I I, I told James before I hit record on this, um, you know, I was showing him my collection and and things like that. I have a lot of physical media, but I definitely... It's like I could have a lot more, but I don't want to necessarily have a lot more unless I really you know, have a good reason for wanting to go back and watch it. Suicide Squad, I just don't know. I don't think I'd go back and do it. I don't it's not really screaming at me that I need to do that. No, it's not one that I'd ever watch again. Well <sighs> I think that's all I have to say about the movie. You got anything else? It sucked. Well, okay. Plain and simple. Just No, I'm joking. It was
1: okay. No, I got nothing else. It was It was okay. It was ho home. It was me. Whatever.
0: I think we had some good conversation out of this. Yeah,
1: maybe a little sidetracked from time to time, or every time. I mean, isn't that what happens on these things? Sometimes, Uh, you know, things
0: things go... Left and right, and up and down, and circle back around. Still stays grounded on the movie.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Except when we got into the broad issue of theaters dying. But I hope they don't, but uh, I don't want inevitably
1: I think they're going to. I think everybody's kind of gone that streaming lazy route and, hey, I don't watch like everything late, from yeah. home.
0: Oh, that's the last thing I wanted to say. I do, I actually, I have probably said this is the last thing I want to say like five times. Like five times. times ago. Exactly. Go ahead. The very last thing I would say that actually it alarms me on the streaming situation now. And it's it, it was an issue before, but it's certainly more prevalent now is illegal streaming and pirating. Because the problem I notice, and hear me out for a second, problem I notice is that because of like these streaming services, I've noticed it's a lot easier for other sites to torrent and, and pirate them a lot more easily than trying to you know take a camcorder into the theater and, and watch it that way. It's a lot easier to, to basically just get the, the, the streaming rip for the, the movie. And I am not going to act like I've never gone to a torrent site or a pirate site to watch a movie because I couldn't find it elsewhere. I, I have done it before, but I guess I'm just kind of wary long-term about it because... I know several people personally that I won't name that they got absolutely no problem going to one of these bootleg sites and just watching a movie, you know, a brand new movie or something and it's in perfect good quality and they can just do that and they're happy with it. But what I don't like is that if you want good content to come, you gotta pay. I mean, there's money that needs to be supported. I mean, these people... Have to make money to do it. And, I, and if there's enough people that get that lazy streaming mentality of just, ah, I don't even need to subscribe to Netflix. I can just find some bull crap online somewhere and pirate it. I do worry about that because it's going to ultimately hurt the quality of movies that are coming out in the long term. I don't yeah. Know.
1: I mean, if you take away Netflix revenue, they're going to have to make cuts. And where are they going to make cuts? Their content. They're either going to dumb it down, cheapen it up, or they're going to. Produce less of it. So I can say I have never once pirated a movie or I've never once gone to a site
0: and done that. You're a good person.
1: It's not that, it's just <laughs> I firmly believe that if you're providing me with a source of entertainment, I'm going to pay for it. If it's bad entertainment, well, then I threw away my money. And if it's good entertainment, well, great. I was entertained. It did what it's supposed to. And not trying to change the subject, but we could shift this over to free to play games. Yeah. That rely on people buying their cosmetics and stuff like that. And there's nothing I hate more than the people that don't invest a dime into the game, but yet think that they can sit here and complain about it. It's like, you don't support it. Shut up. If you want them to make changes to the game or this or that, they got to have money to make changes.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think, a lot of people, they don't even realize that. They're doing that, I guess. I mean, well, there are there are some that do. I mean, let's be real; there are some people that do. But I always go back to in situations like this that people are ridiculously busy in life, James. Like they have so many things going on that I don't know. I'm not sure if this ties into like you know the you know the need to pay for your entertainment and stuff like that. But I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of content that's coming out in streaming. I'm a movie guy and it's like, it is ridiculously hard for me to keep up with all of it. Oh, It's impossible. insane. Yeah, it's impossible. So I know sometimes there are people that want to keep up with it, but just don't want to, you know, waste $500 a month on, on, you know, paying for things the proper way and things like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of conversation to be had on that. Oh yeah. That's another um, episode in its own. Yeah. So I'll just say someone that is a financial wizard and, and can sort this out do it because I'm a guy that's doing a podcast in a room that can't do that. So, <laughs> no. No thanks. Ugh. Okay. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Screen Speak. So, I do appreciate you guys for, for coming by, or or women. I always... What are you supposed to say on that? Just real quick. I'm asking you. Because I always say, like, you guys. I feel like I say that a lot. But it's like, I don't mm. want to exclude women. Oh, I say, God, no, like, um, I don't want to say y'all.
1: I don't know what the politically correct term is I don't know and I don't want people to, just thank people you, thank you for coming out I don't think you even put thank it, you people I just thank you for listening just no, no people just I mean that way that's, you're not
0: excluding anybody that's true see I, that's also the part of the, the podcast I, I enjoy I talk this stuff out I figure it out so now thanks everybody there you go there we go
1: that's more yeah good
0: yeah job. okay good and I offended nobody <laughs> exactly okay. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for for coming by, listening to the podcast. James, I don't think you have any social media or plugs that you'd like to do. No, sir. If you had your own thing, I'd be happy to have you you give it a mention.
1: Uh, Nope, that's not me.
0: All right. Well, I'll just say, finally, wrap this thing up. I'd be happy to have you back again if you would like to. I will uh, have my agent be in touch with you. Okay, your people will talk to my people.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, when can I expect the check to be deposited into my account?
0: Uh, legally speaking, I'm not allowed to say a lot about that oh, on, okay. the, on the podcast. We'll just uh, get your wallet out and we'll just do cash. What about Venmo? Do you have Venmo? No, cash works. Hmm. <laughs> okay, well, All right. I don't know. Okay. That's, bad. that's not bad. Yeah, that's stupid. I'll pay you. You want, you want, you want money? I, I got a shot. That's I payment enough. Friendship is Friendship is good. Friendship is good. All right. Thanks everybody for listening, and just uh, keep coming back for more. I appreciate all.